0: No Content is a podcast hosted by Pixel and Kubo that brings you through the inner ramblings of whatever they want to talk about for roughly an hour. If you'd like to follow Pixel, you can check them out on Twitch at Pixel underscore Pusher 101 or on Twitter at Pixel 101. You can also follow Kubo at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo, twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo instagram.com slash ryan kubo and youtube.com slash shigeos s-h-i-g-e-o-s twitch tv if you want to see vods of any of the episodes if you guys are not on audio or on a different type of audio remember that we are on all audio platforms including spotify and itunes if you guys want to ever email us you can email us at no at gmail.com we'd love to hear your insight onto the podcast, questions, or just fan mail of critiques or criticisms. You can also use the Fortnite creator code Ryan Kubo in all caps, R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, when you check out for any game on the Epic Creator Store, whether that be a game or through a microtransaction to help support this podcast. Also, check your show notes below or the description below, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast, to check out other podcasts that Kubo hosts as well we hope you guys enjoy this episode hey guys welcome back to no content how's everyone doing uh pixel has is a four eye now like me i wear contacts though he wears glasses how's how's the glasses thing doing
1: (laughs) it's it's all right i mean like it's just mainly just to wear them for driving and stuff like that. So I don't have to wear them all the time. So, you know, right. I don't have to look like a complete nerd all day.
0: (laughs) You look good in them. I mean, you look fine. It's whatever. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know (laughs) it's, it's one of those things where like, I feel like as humans, like something about, us like our appearance changes and then we make a big deal about it but like no one Mm -hmm. usually notices you know what i mean oh yeah yeah like uh like i remember when i used to have really bad acne of oh man like everyone's staring at me i have like all this this massive pimple on my forehead and it's like probably no one noticed (laughs) you know what i mean so like i don't know you look fine it's whatever (laughs) but i don't know
1: we're our own worst critics
0: true anyway uh really quick before we jump into the news i kind of wanted to make a brief announcement on this podcast that I started another podcast <laughs> again um, to be f- okay. To be fair, we have about four or five podcasts now running in circulation, but to be fair, basically two of them are on hi- are on indefinite hiatus, which is deep thoughts is no longer producing content. And then uh, morning coffee is no long hasn't morning coffee and deep thoughts haven't been producing content for about like, I want to say what, like, six months at this point. Right. I think we stopped doing no content when we started, we switched, or we stopped doing deep thoughts when we started no content. Right. So it's been a quite a long time since either of those. So to be fair, uh, you know, it's not like I'm doing like five or six podcasts a week or whatever, but, (laughs) uh, I did want to announce on this podcast for anyone who is interested that, um, I did start a Pokemon go podcast that um we just like recorded our first episode on Friday. Uh, when I say we, it's a royal we, um because it's just myself. <laughs> but um, just really quickly to go over why I wanted to do it or whatever. Uh, it just came to this point where I felt like um. I was always talking about Pokemon Go to friends that it just seemed a better place to make it into an audio type of podcast, as well as to separate that topic from, I guess, this podcast as well, Um, Mm -hmm. since uh, Pixel doesn't really play it that often. And so I thought it would be better suited to be its own individual podcast podcast um so you guys should go check it out or whatever um the theme or i guess the topics on the podcast is it's going to be a weekly thing we're going to try to do like once a week it covers um i guess my personal adventure through pokemon go in the last week so any cool stories or interesting uh, catches or uh you know tales that have happened in the last week we'll also dive into general news with pokemon go which is another reason why i kind of started the podcast i just don't think that there's really any good way within pokemon Go's app to present news of like what events are going on and the details on them like usually pokemon go just like sends you like this little alert or push notification like hey the Hatchathon's happening from now until july you know january 18th like get out there and hatch and it's like "Well, what does that mean and it actually is like an event where it's like oh two times hatch two times start this these pokemon are now spawning these pokemon aren't spawning it's actually like a really convoluted so Mm. that's kind of another reason why i started it so personal blog news and then we'll probably every once in a while on the podcast do a deep dive into um like a certain pokemon or if you should be investing what you should be investing your resources in tier lists and stuff like that so um go check it out i'm trying to keep the episodes on that podcast below 40 minutes so that it's something that you can just listen to on your commute to work or something like that i think the first episode is like 25 or 30 minutes or whatever so um that'll be from now on linkedin the description of no contents episodes uh no contents uh episode description so you can go check that out uh it's on spotify already but we're still waiting for approval from itunes and stuff like that so uh if you guys are waiting for that itunes link uh if you follow me on social media you'll get updated on that but uh yeah and then it's also called Pogoverse and it has a pretty cool logo i'm pretty proud of it <laughs> that i took like a little bit to make or whatever so um yeah um cool man
1: Check it, out,
0: guys. check it out guys um one sec but i don't but uh from now on i don't think um there will be much pokemon go news on this podcast at least um unless something really cool happens <laughs> in the game that i'm really proud mm-hmm. of and i want to share here and bleed over here but besides that all pokemon go news will be moved over to that podcast so go check it out obviously on twitch we're on youtube and we're on spotify for now and i think we just got approved for like seven other rss feeds but we're still waiting for itunes they take way too long itunes is actually the worst they'll take like three weeks to get our podcast up there
1: oh jeez, the news will be like outdated by then
0: yeah it's so dumb because like itunes initially takes so long to get a podcast up like i think for us it took two weeks but then after it gets on initially. It's the one. It's like that in Spotify are the fastest ones to get it up, <laughs> like huh. the new a new episode. But just the initial like start, just takes so long for them. I don't so know weird. why. Huh. Uh, I don't know if it's like an Apple approval thing. Anyway, so go check it out. It's Pogoverse. Uh, it's in your descriptions below. Hopefully, you guys follow along and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, next up is um more Twitch news. We have a couple of articles that I kind of wanted to personally talk about. I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about. But, uh, you know, we mentioned that in, uh, I believe, November of 2020, that um, we were going to see a lot more streamers and content creators uh, possibly leaving Twitch, maybe even coming to Twitch, etc. And um, because of a couple of companies out there, uh, Loaded.gg, who represented the big guys like Shroud, Ninja, Tim the Tatman, dr lupo etc and then of another company called everyday influencers which basically represents a lot of other content creators as well and uh you know i feel like there's so many like people are shuffling so much now it's hard to keep track um three weeks ago we had an announcement from dr lupo and tim the Tapman that they would be staying on twitch um, and that they would be continuing their careers here for the next uh, three to four years or something like that. And today oh. we have a new announcement that um, Valkyrie from 100 Thieves is going to be moving to YouTube in a That's multi-year right. deal or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, Pixel, I know Pixel was a pretty big fan of her. Well, still is a fan of her. <laughs> I know that Pixel and I went to an NZXT meetup, I want to say. I don't know, a handful of months ago to uh, a meet and greet to meet her or whatever. And so I just want to kind of get Pixel's thoughts on this or whatever. And if you guys didn't know, for whatever reason, she's a content creator for 100 Thieves, the esports organization who makes like Fortnite content, because I know we might get a lot of who Omega lols this, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Pixel, go ahead. What's your what's your thoughts on this?
1: Uh Well, you know, I mean, the first thought is that it's always sad to see someone go, especially someone that you've. Been like a fan of, been subscribed to for such a long time, because, you know, as a viewer, I kind of want everybody to be on the same platform. You know, I don't like going to different platforms to see different people. You know, it's like going to a certain theater just to see a certain movie, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like, oh yeah, you want to see, you want to see Star Wars, you got to go to this specific theater that's like 15 miles away. It's not shown anywhere else. Right. Know? So, that's my, my my first thought is just that you know it really sucks. Mm. but then i got over it <laughs> right and uh i realized that this is a really really good move for her you know it's uh, both monetarily and just um career wise mm-hmm. um a lot of people always say that this move is going to destroy their you know view count that you know they're not going to grow anymore well i mean honestly that doesn't really matter all too much anymore because she got a fat payout i'm i'm right. guessing that whatever payout she got is enormous and she she's set i've been saying this for anybody who moves to a different platform and takes like a big payout any any one of them is basically set and can command anything after right. that like one any, any kind of brand deals i know with 100 thieves that uh Valkyrie is, is free to uh sign any of her own personal brand deals mm. um so with 100 thieves they're very very um forgiving with that kind of stuff so she can sign right. whatever she wants by her, by herself and with no need to include uh, the rest of hundred thieves which is fantastic I think this is a great move because she can position herself as this really really uh, family friendly streamer that is um, capable of being um, friendly to brands right so being on YouTube there's a lot there's a lot of reach there. Right, and so this can open up a lot of possibilities for her. So I think this is a really interesting move. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it makes a lot of sense right. for the kind of audience that she wants to capture. Right. And so I, I think this is just, it's, it's interesting to see where, where, where she'll go with this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go to a stream, you know, check her out every now and then, um, and. Yeah, I think a lot of her subs will follow too because there there is a very strong core audience I think right. for her that will follow her wherever she goes. So I think uh, it'll still it'll still keep that same sort of Twitch feelings, but it'll be slightly different, you know.
0: Yeah, it will. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, first of all, I do agree with your setup, uh, your sentiment that. Uh, you know that the, any of these streamers who move on are get these type of payout deals are set for life or whatever. Just because if they're smart enough, they'll probably invest in other things as well, and kind of mm-hmm. have now that they have the money to diversify diversify their portfolio. And I really hope that a lot mm-hmm. of them do something like that or have, do some type of like investments or something like that. Yeah. um That's something yeah, that's, that's like that's a pretty the, big key point, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I'm like just super interested about, just mm-hmm. because like they have so many more options now <laughs> that they can do. So yep. once you have all of that, you can build on that so much easier. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get a fat, like, million-dollar payout, suddenly all your options are open. Yeah. Suddenly you can start invest in, investing into properties, into businesses, stocks, you know, what have you. Right. And then suddenly, like, that, that starts multiplying more and more. Mm-hmm. So once you get that initial, like, infusion of cash, like, so much just opens up. And, like, that's the thing that's really interesting me about this.
0: Yeah. Um... But yeah, it might. Yeah, it's really, really interesting to me to see what ends up hap- happening with her or whatever. Um, You know, I'm interested just if from an analytics uh, perspective to see the numbers from her. You know what I mean? Shroud and Ninja have mm-hmm. a big had a big drop off as well. But you could say that the people that moved over there and I think both of them are sitting pretty comfortably at around anywhere between six to 12K, at least on Mixer. Yeah. um you could consider are probably like their hardcore fans or something like that right so it'll be interesting oh. to see what her numbers drop off to i know that she's moving to another po- she's moving to not mixer but to youtube which right. um you know i I'm, st- I'm still banking on the fact that youtube will probably continue to grow um their i want their live streaming platform in general but i don't uh, and with stadia coming out that they're going to be pushing their youtube gaming platform so i'm actually interested to see how many people move over. It's really really hard to, it's really really hard to say. It it really is, but um we're also looking at a content creator who in my opinion um doesn't have as much of a viewership pool as the uh, as other people that have gone these deals before. Um you know, I do want to I do want to, you know, note that um it's probably a lot of the hundred, in my opinion, I think a lot of the hundred thieves people are probably talking to YouTube because uh, Nate old teammate and one of his good friends, basically growing up in the scene, Flitz is part of, is basically the guy in charge of YouTube gaming, mm-hmm. and so I think that's like a huge pull for this. But I w- I'm interested to see what her numbers will look like because she was averaging like two to three k, um, from what I understand on Twitch or whatever. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if like, it, it, I would. I feel like more because her community was probably quote unquote smaller and intimate, more intimate maybe. um, And that you would have less of a drop off of viewership going from Twitch to YouTube. If that makes Mm. sense. You know what I mean? Um, So I feel like, you know, even if she goes over in a year from now, let's say she only has a thousand viewers or 800 viewers or what have you on YouTube or whatever. I I think that's still success because that's only, let's say half of her average viewership is cut down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I still think that's like super, super good for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. that she would do probably fine, even if there is like, a let's say, a 50 percent decrease of viewership. Now, if we come back a year later from now and she's at like 100 viewers or 200 viewers, which I personally don't think will happen, no, then happen. that was that's when we can see it as a fail. But even for Ninja and Shroud or whatever, you know, they still had about a 50 percent to 60 percent decrease, which I think is still fine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think she'll be fine as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if sure. out of all the people who have moved to a different platform, she would be the one who succeeds the most in the sense of like, I wouldn't be surprised if she moves over there. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if a year from now, she's at like four, 4,000 viewers.
1: Like it's she's even, ha-
0: she's even higher or whatever.
1: Because, Here's the thing with Valkyrie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she has a, a very, very wide net, like a very wide network. So it's not just Twitch followers. She has a very big following on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you look at her YouTube subscribers, it's like close to nine hundred thousand. I can't remember how many um followers she has on Instagram. One point four. Like, I looked this up beforehand. Okay. But um yeah, on Insta, like she that's where she grew her base, actually. Yeah. That's where she started um, getting traction with streaming. Mm-hmm. And she actually could act, bring some people from Instagram over to YouTube. Yeah. Um, so this is a really interesting case in that a person's following is not just on one platform. It's spread amongst three different platforms. And together, they kind of form this, like, community in a, in a sort of way. Like, so because one platform has far more followers than others
0: yeah see i don't I, I get what you're saying with that but then it's like i don't i don't know if that's true if that's just going to coordinate or translate into like so like in like so here's the thing like in like pokimane let's take pokimane for example she has 4.3 million followers on instagram 4.3 millions like 4. Point, like 4 million subs on youtube and in and 4 million subs on or followers on twitch you know what i mean and mm. she averages now like very big numbers on twitch platform like twenty thousand viewers let's say you know what i mean but mm-hmm. uh i don't know like if let's see i don't know what like the markup is with that but it feels like even though like Valkyrie's like diversified in other platforms like she has a huge amount of youtube subs she has a, a huge amount of instagram followers it doesn't seem like when she's like hey i'm going live like on instagram or whatever that really trans that really translated into more twitch viewers Like, it feels Mm -hmm. like they're like three separate communities and they haven't been like integrated that well into each other, if that makes sense. Uh You know what I mean? But YouTube's for normies and YouTube has like a better draw or pool. The one thing I will say about YouTube Uh is that everyone already has a YouTube account. So people are much more inclined, in my opinion, to go to YouTube to watch content, Mm -hmm. whether it be just watching a YouTube video, whether it be watching a youtube live stream now maybe right Uh, i think people would be more inclined so i hopefully she can use that to her benefit because in my opinion what Mm -hmm. i saw is that it like it like her having 1.2 million followers on uh on on instagram didn't really like help her numbers on twitch at all in my opinion Mm -hmm. that's what i saw but I don't know, maybe maybe it's the lack of her social media or posting that type of stuff like every single time she went live or something like that. Mm-hmm. It could be something like that. I'm not uh, I'm not really too sure, but I, I do see a lot of a high inflation of, <clears throat> say, Instagram followers to like viewers that are on Twitch and they don't coordinate well with each other, mm. at least on the Instagram platform. I know another streamer, another example would be um that I can just pull out of my head probably is uh, that I just looked up because it recommended me this person I was typing in Valkyrie because I'm looking at stats is <laughs> Angels Kimmy. She usually averages around anywhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred viewers, and I didn't know this. Her Instagram has two hundred thousand followers, hmm. and she posts a story every single time she's going live as well. Apparently, because I'm looking at her story right now, and she's like, "Hey, I'm going live right now," and I don't, I don't think that coordinates to necessarily to more viewers. Once again, though valkyrie is going to youtube so i wouldn't be surprised if more people are just more inclined to go to youtube in general yeah. or whatever to check out to check out her live stream because like i said before people already have a youtube account yeah
1: this this might be diverging a little bit from the point but no, i go think for that when uh, a person's like puts out a story that they're going live on instagram i, I think instagram is a mobile platform like first and foremost mm. and i don't know how many people watch twitch on mobile but i feel like that number isn't that great so like no, it's the pretty people high that are, it's actually it pretty is. high
0: it's actually pretty big to be honest i oh, don't remember okay. what the last numbers were but it's like it's like it's not 50 percent, but it's like 30 percent or something
1: that's actually huge yeah i was expecting like 10
0: yeah i heard it's like 30 percent from devin yeah. nash
1: huh yeah because that would have that would have like explained why you don't see much crossover like my my thought was right that, that's what like, i was thinking too you know yeah, like oh, there must not be that many people like clicking on it because they they'd be watching Twitch on mobile, and most people don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. I guess I was wrong. But uh, yeah, you know, back to back to the Valkyrie, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it is a, actually a positive for companies that she's so diversified because if you're saying if like if a person wants to put out a product and say, mm-hmm. oh, here we go, Valkyrie, I want you to promote this one thing. So she has three separate communities that she can actually market this thing to. Right. So. You actually reach more people by yeah. um, recruiting her and having her on your side because she has so much more reach than everybody right. else. Instead of say like a concentrated uh, viewership on one platform, right? So I think I think it can be a plus.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely so, think that's the reason yeah. why, in my opinion, they acquired her was because of her following and not just uh, on other platforms and not just purely like her Twitch like that that's for sure or whatever and i think it's also uh, you know with these type of with these type of deals or whatever you you know the people that you're usually seeing making these type of deals are like super brand friendly content creators or whatever and Mm -hmm. not to throw like any shade at any like uh any content creator on this platform or whatever but there's in my opinion i only know of a handful of female content creators that i would that i that are brand friendly that i know and off on twitch and that's just from me going off of like would i be okay with my daughter who's in middle school watching this content creator one of them would probably be valkyrie but Mm -hmm. there's a lot that i know that aren't so you know what i mean i feel like that's also probably the reason why they they grabbed her or whatever um oh absolutely uh, you know i will say that you know with youtube um one of the strategies that a lot of live streamers do there um because we have talked about this before the monetization on you and we'll talk about this more in a sec with twitch but the monetization on any platform that isn't twitch is pretty bad in my opinion um they usually just Mm -hmm. link ideas it's usually yeah we have something called like a sub button but it's called this and we give a better payout um or also yeah you can run ads here and it's a better payout like that's usually like their monetization features you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. but i know that one of the things that a lot of youtube people do is they'll post a uh like courage jd does this. he posts an actual youtube video like a normal 10 minute youtube video and then on uh, so that notifies everyone that a new youtube video is up and then he goes live and the thing is when he after he goes live the another the next up next video after you're done or in the top right corner will say that he's actually live right now while you're watching that video Right on Hmm. YouTube. So a lot of people use their live streams, in my opinion, on YouTube, not knowing the platform that well to promote their actual YouTube video that um, they just posted because that's probably where most of the YouTube profit is going from. Or that's That's just another or it's another way just in general to notify people. Hey, I'm live on YouTube. You know what I mean? Because the thing with YouTube Mm -hmm. is like I, I am I am following a handful of YouTube channels. That are just like live stream channels where if i go to their past videos or when i go to their videos because there's also as past videos when i go to their videos on their youtube page it's literally just their past broadcasts mm-hmm. there's like no actual like purely youtube made videos and i have never once gotten a notification that they are live <laughs> on youtube <laughs> but i but they started doing that as well but i do get a notification if i hit that notification bell there is a notification that says hey the vi- a new video from so-and-so is up go check it out and i'm like oh they're also live cool but i've never once gotten a notification bell saying like so-and-so is live is live streaming Awful. hopefully that changes but yeah. uh,
1: i feel like that i really don't that notification system is horrible across the board i yeah. don't think any any service actually does it well yeah i'm still i'm still like an old fart i still love the sms notifications from twitch you yeah, know, like they they were actually like on time. I got a you know prompt notification like it actually alerted me and like it was great. But now I really have to like rely on like discord because that's the only thing that actually pings me like on a, yeah. on a timely basis.
0: Yeah, I have Twitter notifications on also uh, for when the people like say like, oh, yeah, we're like we're going to be like live and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's just like one of those type of things. That's like, oh, OK, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know it's one of those type of things that's like really really annoying to like have to deal with you know but Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if you had like if Twitch got rid of the notification system tomorrow I would not care I would not notice it was gone I wouldn't care that it's gone like etc like no one would actually care and I'd be like okay who cares. Yeah, it's whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm not, like, surprised that that's, like, a thing <laughs> that, like, yeah, it's, they, they it's... need to improve on for sure. You know what I mean? Like, on yeah. all platforms. I'm not saying just on U- Twitch. YouTube needs mm-hmm. to improve on, like, like they, they could literally just oh, be yeah. like, oh, yeah, hey, our system's been down for a while. Sorry. And it's like, oh, I didn't even notice. Like, I've never <laughs> – I hate their notification systems on yeah. on any platform. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah.
1: And you know what? It's actually aggravated by the fact that Chrome, if you navigate away from that tab, it actually, like – mute all notifications from that tab like you don't hear anything right when something's running on there it like just it doesn't play a sound anymore until you go back to that tab right so notifications actually are meaningless on chrome after like a certain point uh you wait really
0: have,
1: yeah oh you, i didn't know that. that no like if, if you if you navigate away from a tab for like longer than 15 minutes or something like that oh like yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 i know what you mean yeah 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 i know what you mean
1: now so like it's save it's like supposed to save memory or something like that, but the thing uh, is, it requires that for the notification to be useful.
0: So gotcha. if you
1: want the notifications, you actually have to be viewing that tab constantly.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I mean that makes sense, I guess. Um, but yeah that's really stupid it's yeah I, I i think i know what you mean because i think that happens to, i think that they do that now too where like if you're away for too long they just auto default the quality of the video the media player that you're watching to like 144p mm-hmm. or something to like yeah. save on bandwidth or something it's like something weird on like google chrome like i get the idea but still it's stupid right
1: it's it's supposed to like save <clears> and stuff like that but like right. it's kind of an annoying thing when you kind of rely on that tab being active and you know getting notifications so mm-hmm that's just another reason notifications on this website suck yeah but anyway i mean back
0: to valk um i don't know i think it's gonna be good uh you know i really want to see what her numbers are like in like a couple of years or whatever so like we'll see what ends up like happening with it or whatever but it's just one of those things where i don't know we'll see what happens you know um i do think that her views are gonna like translate and coordinate like pretty well you know what i mean and so with that or whatever you're gonna have like a lot of um like you're just gonna have a lot of like i think hardcore viewers like going over to her you know what i mean if that makes sense um from like twitch i mean they got you to go over right i mean you're gonna be going over and like watching like uh, You like you're going to be going over and like watching YouTube gaming or whatever for the first time with that like cruddy chat. Like <laughs> those and, and, and like those, nor- like, those normie emotes and stuff like that. It's going to be like it's going to be great. So, I mean, are y- you know, you're going to have to deal with that. Good luck, man.
1: Yeah, it was uh, not a <laughs> fun experience. I was like looking looking for a way to see like the actual live stream. And I'm like, where is it? Right. Where can I find this thing, you know, and I was looking for that Twitch experience. I was expecting to, to go to a page with an empty video like with some sort of like splash screen right right and youtube did not have that right i was like i was super confused as to where to go to find this live stream right and that is a basic problem that they really need to fix
0: right i mean are you like do they even like i think we talked about this like last week but there is no like homepage or something right for like youtube gaming or they they do but it's awful
1: they do, but it's so, yeah, it is really awful. So like the way you get there is you go to the left, left mm-hmm. side of the navigation bar. You have to scroll down until you see like gaming, and it's like near the bottom.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, it's and just, I'm like,
1: yeah, it's it's such an afterthought.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and I'm like, why? So why are you spending all these all this money on streamers when you can't even you know properly promote your own website? Right. So and like, I yeah. I understand that you know this needs to be a part of YouTube like mm-hmm. for branding purposes, but I really think it needs to be like its own thing. I really think it needs to be yeah. like I mean, it YouTube used to be dot com. It used to be. Know?
0: Remember. YouTube gaming Wait, used really? to be yes, YouTube gaming used to be its separate thing for like 3 years, like since the inception of YouTube gaming it was. And recently with like up in the last year, they said screw it, we're just combining it into its own thing. Oh, yes, it used to be its right. own homepage a- page called gaming.youtube.com. And they used to have like the little thing and they used to have it their own individual app called like YouTube gaming and both of them died. They shut them both down. Because they huh. and I don't because they said they wanted to take it into like a new direction or whatever. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, I mean, it used to be a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. Okay. Well, you know, they tried one thing, it failed. They tried again, and it failed again. and they're like yeah, okay know. You know, let's just give up and just put it on the uh, the sidebar you know like out of the way so no one can see it.
0: I don't know. See the thing is is like in my opinion like it's it, this is the thing right that we have to remember is that YouTube is so much YouTube is so much more than video games, right? But we're so ingrained on Twitch which is mo- which is mostly about video games and we get pissy when someone has an art stream or just chatting stream or a talk show stream like this, right? So hmm. Uh, But you got to remember that YouTube is the exact opposite, in my opinion. It's like 90% like normie, like just chatting, politics, arts and crafts. Whatever it might be, and maybe ten percent gaming, right? So I think right. in their mind, they said that it just wasn't worth it. And I think other like live content, live streamer, live content streamers on YouTube were getting upset that like gaming, this small thing within the space of the live streaming platform on YouTube, was getting its own homepage. And they basically mm-hmm. just said there wasn't enough traffic to like support it, so they just merged all the live streams into the same thing.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I don't know if I'd agree with that, just because of discoverability. Like, right. It's just, exactly. It's so difficult to actually find anything. Mm -hmm. that you might as well not have it at all like it's just i i just don't see where they're going with this if they're not going to support the ability to find streams
0: right um they sorry by the way they said the app will officially be retired in march of 2019 is when they said
1: it oh wow okay
0: (laughs) yeah they said um yeah i don't know i don't know why they said they never really gave like a good reason for doing it or whatever um but yeah They said that, yeah, there was never like an official reason. They just said like we're just merging it into like the normal, like where everyone else goes and checks out live streams as well.
1: Mm, Gotcha.
0: So they said starting a gaming has a new home on YouTube where you'll be able to easily find gaming content, youtube.com slash gaming. And that was September 18th, 2018. And then they fizzled out the actual dedicated homepage in March of 2019 so
1: it's weird yeah. i kind of vaguely remember this now and yeah. it was like such a blip on my radar that i just right. forgot about it completely yeah i'm like I didn't no one cared these plays you know buying up streamers and stuff like that so i just completely forgot about them
0: i feel like one of the things that like <clears throat> i feel like one of the things that youtube's trying to do or whatever in youtube gaming uh, and i don't like when youtube does this but i feel like youtube does this is that instead of building like a solid like foundational network on youtube gaming with like a lot of rich features and stuff like that and i feel like every platform is doing this right now it's not just youtube i feel like mixer is doing this but instead of like really like packing down like i don't know just really really good um feet core features or experiences for the user or the broadcaster it's like you know obviously it's like they buy ninja and shroud mix uh, facebook go you know gets toast you know now youtube Mm -hmm. has courage jg and valkyrie and whoever else and now they're like um okay we're now gonna work with them to see what they want and build the platform up with them and i don't know if that necessarily is like the right thing to do but it's it's really it's really hard to like with the way the internet works nowadays, it's just a really weird place. It's a really weird, right. weird space. Um, and, and especially in our culture nowadays, it's like the reason why Twitch is so popular is because it was kind of a wild West It had these like funny memes. It has like gotcha and all this stuff, right. That's like not considered like very friendly, like fr- TOS friendly. And then mm-hmm. you have, now other platforms coming into the mix that feel like they need to be with the times and with the culture, so that they can't really build up that type of like streaming platform or like internet mentality when it comes to it. It, it to me this is what it looks like. It's like looking at like fighting game esports and then looking at something like Overwatch League, right? Like mm-hmm. same thing. They're both esports, but. Both of them are totally opposite in the way that they, like, hold themselves or even how they, like, came out. Like, Overwatch League just comes out. Boom. We're having huge tournaments. It's going to be, you know, multi. You have the buy-in. It's a $20 million buy-in. Multiple schedules, tournaments, production crews. Got to be TOS friendly, by the way. Can't say anything bad. And then you have, like, fighting Mm -hmm. game tournaments. Like, yeah, we started my mom's basement. You know what I mean? And the first tournament ever was over here with, like, 10 with like 10 you know 10 viewers you know what i mean and we grew from this and became like a whole big thing you know what i mean it's like grassroots right. compared to like corporate and so i feel like that's what's happening with like youtube um is you know i don't know we'll see we'll see how they do um yeah uh, new world. yeah for sure um i guess just moving on from that i or just moving on from that i just want to say that congrats to Valkyrie, regardless um and Absolutely. i hope that she does well um i'm interested to see your stat numbers in a couple in a year or two um i do want to sometime in 2020 to go and pull up everyone's analytics that have left youtube and see where they're at uh and do an episode about that maybe like an individual episode about that and talk about that that would be really interesting and see where they are
1: um rich would be a good uh case study because he's been on there for a while now
0: Yeah, but the thing with Courage that I've noticed, and I don't know how these YouTube contracts are, is I've been looking at his past streams, and I don't know if it's because he was just on holiday or whatever because it's hard to say or whatever, but he seems to only be streaming, like, once, maybe twice a week. But then he's Hmm. pumping out, like, two to three YouTube videos a day on his YouTube. So, like, for example, his last live stream was January 7th which oh. you know right now as we record this it's january 13th so he's not consistently streaming every single day so it you know with okay. because of that it's hard to say like what his stream numbers are going to be like right, <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah. but okay. you know so i'm interested to see if valk actually becomes somebody who streams consistently every single day um mm-hmm. you know uh it's kinda of, it's just kind of interesting. The streamer wars is very interesting. Uh we'll see where it ends up going. It's funny because like a bunch of streamers announced today from like a bunch of esports organizations that they're moving to Twitch because the payouts yeah. on YouTube suck.
1: It's so interesting. yeah like, yeah, like the payouts kind of suck on YouTube for ad, but like if you get a contract, that's the big bucks right there. It's like that's the keys, like you gotta yeah. get a contract because ad revenue is act absolutely awful
0: yeah it, it will be really interesting to see um i think right now what we're seeing is and i think what we'll see for 2020 for a lot of the times is a lot of streamers or content creators are going to move i think this is going to happen for a while maybe the next couple of years but i think for 2020 we're going to see a lot of content creators move away and then it will be mm-hmm. interesting because a couple of years from now or like let's say three or four years from now it'll be interesting what happens when everyone's contracts expire right Ooh, if yeah. people move back to twitch but then also at the same time not only that what do these do these companies renew the contracts because if ninja's contracts Mm -hmm. about to go up in like let's say two years from now he's like yeah i'm you know he's like you know maybe thinking about coming to twitch who's the same mixer doesn't go hey man here's another x amount of dollars to re-sign with us Mm -hmm. right so it's just very very interesting uh, how the top streamers are now operating Where all of a sudden, like, you know, they could be streaming on a platform just for certain reasons or whatever. You know, I will say side note, though, some I saw so many pissed off comments on Valkyrie's announcement video because I guess she was like, I guess in the video she was talking about, I guess the line that is triggering people is she said something about um, how she really loves this community Mm -hmm. And something like I don't I don't really know the exact line. I haven't watched the video since early this morning, but uh, she said something along the lines of like, oh, man, I can't wait until or she's like, I'm really appreciative of this game of this community that I've built and stuff like that and like being a part of it and stuff like that like i guess it was like alluded to in the video that she had or whatever in the announcement video and also on her twitter she made some mentions of it and people are so pissed about it because they're like you built your community on twitch and instagram not on youtube (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like kind of true you know what i mean like true you know what i mean it's kind of true you know what i mean but i don't know regardless Uh... regardless we'll see what happens um I'm really interested with this. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with she probably got a good deal from YouTube Gaming still because of the association of 100 thieves and YouTube Gaming or whatever because sure, yeah. I I I haven't I haven't really checked her numbers, but I didn't ever think that like for example, Tim the Tatman, Shroud, even Pokimane, they're big on their own on YouTube. But mm-hmm. I didn't ever re- I I think I'm subscribed to Valkyrie. I am now because of her live stream, but Um, I don't think I ever like watched just her YouTube content and like how many views it got or anything. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like
1: I'm not actually sure either.
0: Like every time like Tim the Tatman comes out with the video, like Tim the Tatman has said like in public, they're like, Oh my gosh, are you the YouTuber Tim the Tatman? Like he's gotten that comments before and like they didn't even know he streamed on Twitch really wow (laughs) yeah um like stuff like that you know what i mean like he stands on his own like his videos pokies like a button ninjas they all get like millions of views every single video you know what Mm, i mean so it's just like really interesting like i have a friend who does that too though and i think this is what's going to draw people into live streaming and hopefully youtube takes this momentum and runs with it this is what i was going to mention earlier um is like i have a i have a couple friends who are big fans of shroud and uh recently we were at a party or get together or whatever and someone was like oh who's your favorite uh who's your uh who do you watch like on twitch and this guy or a couple of guys that i know who just watched the youtube video just watched shroud's youtube videos was like oh my favorite stream streamer on twitch is shroud and they mm-hmm. had no idea that he had moved to mixer because they literally just oh. watched his youtube videos which are just like highlights of his stream so they mm-hmm. just assumed he was on mixer or they just assumed he was on Twitch, you know what I mean? But right, I feel right. like, um, you know, like it, it will just be interesting to see like how this pulls in like the YouTube normies, because I want—I wonder how many just fans are like that, where they're they they watch Valkyrie right, but just her YouTube, mm-hmm. or they only know her from her YouTube, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then they're like they're watching her and they're like, wait, what? You can live stream on here? She's live streaming? Okay, yeah. let's check this out and then like kind of gain. Like traction that way. Like I know a lot of people are like that. Apparently with Saikuno, mm-hmm. where Saikuno only uh like a lot of people just know him from YouTube because he has like mm-hmm. three hundred thousand subs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just find that interesting or whatever. Yeah. I think that's like what her yeah. the greatest strength of her going to YouTube probably is right now. Yeah, yeah. You and,
1: know. Oh, uh, one final note for me on mm, this. Topic. Yeah, yeah. Go for it how much does it suck to have youtube.com slash valkyrie one dude? Yeah. For an URL.
0: (laughs) That sucks. So I found out why that is like why that's a thing. Okay. So, and I have it too. Apparently. if your account was made way too early on in the YouTube space or whatever, your account is considered a legacy account, which means there's no way to actually change the username on that account so youtube has name changing now but if you Mm. own a legacy account you cannot name change it oh so her account my my accounts like this if i wanted to like rename our youtube which i do she goes twitch tv which is like awful and too much of a mouth like mouthful i would literally have to make a new youtube channel there's no way for me to like request a name change so Mm. i think what happened or i'm pretty sure what it is is that she can't name change because it's a legacy account
1: yeah, she made this years and years ago. I don't know what year she made it, probably around 2015 or so, because I think yeah. that was when her first uploads started appearing. So, yeah. Whoever I, has I the she... original
0: Valkyrie account, they must be pissed, because every time I type in Valkyrie, it goes to the Valkyrie that we're talking about right now. <laughs> not like the, not. you know what I mean? So, I don't know, right. we'll see
1: yeah you know they gotta find the original person you know off make him make him an offer or something yeah seriously but i
0: mean even then it would be you would be buying the whole account you wouldn't be name changing to it right so you'd literally have to buy the account if that person has any uploaded videos they'd have to delete them it's like yeah, literally like getting rid of that person's like existence almost it's not as simple as just like hey stop logging into this account so like, we can name change or whatever and you can get a name change it's like literally like no right. give me your whole account give me the email that's associated with that account everything so i don't think it's ever gonna happen
1: i feel like you know someone someone on youtube can figure this out (laughs) someone can make it happen
0: it's youtube man (laughs) um but yeah anyway i don't want to keep going and going and going because this is the topic because i did want to cover like a couple of more things or whatever very quickly but um good luck to her her first stream is going to be tomorrow uh tuesday she has now not announced like an exact time with it just Mm -hmm. fyi so i don't know what time she's gonna be streaming but she will be streaming tomorrow on youtube uh she hasn't set a schedule or anything like that either so i don't know we'll see what we'll see what happens or whatever uh good luck pixel fight fighting all those normies with their lit 100 emojis and okay (laughs) hands and crying laughing rolling side faces because that (laughs) chat is garbage but you know what i mean oh fun man (sighs) congrats to ray yeah congrats congrats anyway um i wanted to talk uh i wanted to talk really quick about this have you heard the news about faker and the interview that he recently did
1: I've heard little things about it, but uh, okay. remind me.
0: So, I this is kind of an interesting thing just about payouts, and it, I kind of it kind of reminded me because we we're talking about multiple revenue streams or whatever. But um, a pay, so first of all, apparently, Tencent bought the Chinese League of Legends like circuit, so now it's called the Tencent Whoa. League of Legends China Circuit or whatever. But anyway, so apparently, okay. Faker in the off season this year was offered a check for ten million dollars a year. To play exclusively Ooh. in China, uh, and then uh, NALCS offered him a blank check, a name your own offer, however much money you want per year to be able to Ow. be able to play in NA, and he declined both. And he's gonna stay with Korea because he what? says he so. So here is his reasoning, and I think it's really cool. I think it just comes down to the type of person he is or whatever. So, first of all, it's rumored that on SKT, he, is, uh, he gets paid. He is the number one paid Korean athlete in all of Korea. That includes, every sing- like, ba- that includes baseball players, basketball players, mm. everything. He's the number one paid athlete in Korea. I don't know how much that is, but he's getting paid a substantial amount of money. Mm. Um, from what I understand from the interview, too, he grew up pretty poor as a kid, uh, where his mom passed away very young, and his dad was a single father. And they lived in some pretty ghetto and bad places, or whatever. And he's just used to living with not a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that he doesn't spend a lot of money, uh, at all, or whatever. Mm, uh, appa- uh, apparently, uh, to be fair, SKT does provide for him when it comes to food and transportation and stuff like that, and places to sleep. But apparently, during off season, like most companies, they don't. So he says that he tries to keep his minimum spending budget to about a hundred to two hundred dollars a week. Uh, wow that's that's yeah wow Uh, so he does not spend a lot of money but i just thought it was very interesting because the last thing he mentioned is that he hasn't really spent any of his earnings he's made from league of legends uh to buy a house or anything like that or buy a car or anything but what he Mm -hmm. did do is he's bought in like two or three apartment apartment buildings in korea and has Uh, been Entire
1: building (laughs) yeah and has been renting
0: them out (laughs) or whatever for passive income So I just thought it was interesting that that's what he's like using to diversify his portfolio.
1: Yeah. That's like incredible actually. Like, you know, what? good for him. Yeah. You know, he, you know, a lot of athletes make this mistake of Mm -hmm. getting this fat check and then they go and spend it all on like really, really stupid things. And then you end up with like um, stories of NFL players, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, rookies who just burn out every single dollar they have within a few years, you know? Yeah. Um, there was, um, there's a documentary about that. Yeah. Um, was thirty thirty or something like that?
0: Oh, I don't um, I can't remember
1: the, na- the name of the documentary, but it, like, talked about NFL players uh, or some pro-athlete players that made some stupendously bad decisions
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they had never, you know, gotten this large of a paycheck before. Yeah. And they assumed that the <sighs> amount of money they got would just always keep coming, that it was, like, basically infinite to them. Right. And so it it really got him into trouble. Like they would just buy up car dealerships, restaurants, invest in like these really, you know, no name businesses that mm. weren't going to actually make any money. Right. And so it would just be completely drained. So it's really awesome to hear, you know, Faker's making some good decisions with it, that he's just, you know, really managing his money well and that he's not just like throwing them away. So I really, I really respect that, you know?
0: yeah it's pretty interesting i know a couple of other like uh players who are like that as well you know um it's also kind of like a manipulation thing i was watching a documentary as well where uh in at least in uh, uh western sports i probably could be said about international sports as well but it mostly tackled i believe the uh mlb and the nfl or whatever where they're they've had they have a long history of just um specifically choosing good players But from not good backgrounds uh, when it comes to their financial status because they can underpay them Mm -hmm. and um, and kind of like rip them off. And I just thought, you know, I forgot what the example, like some of the examples they used were like, um, you know, they've they've like shown in internal memos like, oh, this player is really good, but he comes from like an upper middle class family. So he's going to want like one point five million dollars a year in the mm. NFL but it's like look at this guy his stats are like just as good like almost just as good maybe like a little bit worse like 10% worse but like let's try to give this guy a contract and then that guy got a contract and the contract was like four, like f- was like $200,000 per year to play in mm. like the NFL and most NFL players do not make it past like their first contract right right and so but That's then really to that person and then it was like they chose him cuz like his stats were almost just as good but then like they like mm-hmm. literally like on the recruitment sheets. It was like financial status or financial level. It was like poverty. So like this guy was like two hundred thousand dollars. Like yeah, I've never had that much money in my life. Like deal takes it, mm-hmm. b- burns all the money or spends all the money. Right? And NFL right. can or NFL teams can afford to like purchase more players. So it's actually pretty rampant. Actually, That's
1: like crazy. I didn't in heard about
0: in, it. in like the sports. I'll send you the documentary. At least it's in like NBA. You see it in like NFL and stuff like that. At least a lot where mm-hmm. they definitely take into the account like players' statuses, but also what. What type of community they come from, unfortunately wow. too as well, because they can like underpay them or whatever
1: that's actually kind of amazing to me because yeah. like, I feel like even even rookie players should have some sort of representation because if you're dealing with like such a, an enormous amount of money like that, I feel like you need someone who is experienced in negotiating contracts
0: it, it just it really depends on like who you, like what team you sign with like i'm not saying that's like every team in like the the industry or whatever but it really depends like what team you sign with like i know um like i know for example with like tsm for example like um apparently tsm's really really good when it comes to their contracts like they don't pay the highest monetarily <clears throat> but from what i understand like tsm and i think it was cloud i think Cloud Nine are I think still one of the only like uh esports teams in NA at least that offer like for the this is for their league teams I don't know what it is about their content creators or Apex teams or whatever but they offer like dental medical um they and they also uh they also have an allowance budget so that and that's mm-hmm. not part of your salary so you're not touching your own salary if you want to like have money to spend on whatever and then, mm-hmm. from what I understand, with like TSM and Cloud Nine, they have an optional thing in their contracts where it's like a retirement clause, so that if you do quit the uh, Le- if you do quit League of Legends competitive, or whatever, they'll mm-hmm. set you up in like one of their content houses and mm. help you like manage your money and grow your stream. And what what growing the stream means is like, um, like just shouting you out, giving you a YouTube video editor, apparently. That like edits your highlights for your Twitch and stuff and like helps you grow your YouTube and stuff like that. So like, that's like your, their retirement fund or whatever. Mm. Um, Also, if you didn't know, like uh, one of the perks to that too, is that I know TSM and cloud nine do this a lot, but one of the perks for them is I believe it's in their clause that like they have to host after a stream ends somebody else that's on the TSM network. Mm. Um, So like, to be honest, like a lot of their views, like they do get a lot of views on their own. But a lot of their views that you don't see are usually a lot of auto hosts from mm-hmm. TSM, like the other people on their esports organizations. Sure. So I know that they have that, but not right. a lot of other teams have that, to be honest. Where it's like yeah, you retire it's and it's right. like, oh, good luck. Like the org's just like, oh, we were you're not our responsibility anymore. Like, good luck, peace out.
1: Right. You yeah, know, Like that's actually pretty amazing. Yeah. That they actually, you know, give their players benefits. That's yeah, it's very easy for a team to just kind of like give them a salary and that's it, you know, and then, you know, let them handle the benefits on, by themselves. Because I see a lot of companies doing that nowadays where, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, just straight up hourly and then you get nothing else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's always surprising to me, like to see. I, I, I know they're they're not like a fledgling company or anything, but like it's still just surprising to me that they would go the extra mile. And, you know, it's really really great, actually
0: yeah so i don't know i thought that was pretty interesting to mention or whatever um but about faker and kind of like diversifying portfolios there's a couple other people that do that as well but i kind of want to move on to maybe our last topic of the podcast really quick i wanted to talk about the hype train thing
1: yeah that has
0: been happening or whatever have you seen this hype train thing on twitch pixel
1: i i've seen it but i haven't actually seen it in action really okay yeah i've I've read articles about it i've watched like videos about it
0: Okay, so let me just go over and explain to everyone and you as well, like kind of how it works or whatever. But um, first of all, the graphics way too crazy, the graphics, not too crazy. So I like that. But uh, (laughs) basically what the hype train is, is it's something that Twitch has integrated into the chat system, which is um, basically a it's basically a sub train counter, but with extra benefited incentives to it. Um, every partner and every affiliate has this feature now. It is currently activated by default on your Twitch accounts, and you can set the difficulty to these levels. And a hype train will automatically start in your stream if you have a more than usual, from what Twitch says, um, support. What don't I guess support happening in your stream in regards to bits, resubbing, or new subs um yeah. it goes anywhere from easy to hard i believe easy is something like if within two to th- within five minutes if you get two res- two subs of any kind or uh, or uh more than 400 bits or something like that it starts the hype train from anywhere to like extremely difficult which is like 30 subs in five minutes plus like 10k bits or whatever comes first mm-hmm. um which is really weird so that could also equip e- that could be 50 subs, right? If you get 50 subs, we'll start, we'll start with this, the hype train or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And basically what happens is at that point, this little banner shows up that says the hype train has started at level one. And from then on, anyone who donates at least 100 bits is a new sub, resubs, or gift subs. It'll increase the hype train all the way up to level five. Um Every level that is obtained, the timer of 5 minutes gets reset. So eventually, at level 5, you max out, and the 5 minutes will go away. At the end of it, the people who started the hype train will get some exclusive emotes. And anyone who has at least gave monetarily at least 100 bits, or subbed or resubbed, um, gets an emote as well. Currently, there are 25 emotes. Each, there's, I believe... Five levels, there's three emotes per level, and the people who start the sub train get their own exclusive hype train emote. And uh, the, there's 25 right now, and these 25 are going to be around for a couple months, and then they're going to rotate them out with completely new hype train emotes mm. uh, for another 25. From what I understand, too, Twitch is planning to make it as well, and I think this is really smart a way for streamers to add their own hype, only unlockable emotes through the hype train. That's great. And I think that's really smart. So that's kind of what it is, the gist of it. I didn't really want to talk too much about the feature itself, but I kind of wanted to talk about this and actually kind of give credit where credit is due on Twitch. Um, A lot of people... Now, there's a lot of things wrong on Twitch for sure that I do not care for. You know, we've talked about the notification system or the TOS or whatever it might be. But one of the things that Twitch is extremely good at is marketing because they are owned by Amazon and ways mm-hmm. to make money. And the hype train is something that's like super, super, super smart with making like with, with having them make money or whatever um mm-hmm. and i even like kind of wanted to touch on as well like the christmas and halloween emotes that they've been doing or whatever those are super smart as well where it's like if you donate 500 bits or whatever you unlock like emotes for the rest of the chat and for yourself or whatever those are mm-hmm. like really really smart as well yeah. but i think this is really really smart um i don't know if it will help out like they claim that it will help out like smaller content creators i don't think it necessarily will but um, I just think it's a great idea because what it is doing is it is convincing people to have never subbed, resubbed, or donated bits before to connect their credit card information and to do so. Mm-hmm. Because that is what they're trying to break is that barrier of entry because it's only a dollar and you're guaranteed like an emote. And that right. emote could be something that you really want or it could be one of, uh you know, the the streamer that you're watching, one of their exclusive hype train emotes or whatever. And then you're also playing on Basically, loot boxes at that point, right? But with, uh coupled with the feeling of missing out uh, on the hype train as well. So I just wanted to know what you thought about this whole thing, Pixel.
1: Um, <coughs> well, I mean, I think it's a. I agree with you. This is a fantastic idea from Twitch because I can see like just all of their their marketing prowess at work. They are so good at upselling and so good at convincing you to buy something that it's actually kind of scary in some ways, but the thing is, people love to get something in return, you know? They're, they're not so much into right. just donating straight to the streamer because, sure, you know, they get a bigger cut, but, as we see from, like, all of the, the gift subs from the bits, and now the hype train, people just love getting these little rewards in return for, mm-hmm. for doing something. So, they, they love getting these emotes, emote unlocks, they love getting these badges. So anything where you are recognized for for doing something like this is fantastic. Right. And it gets people to jump on it. Right. And uh you you mentioned like the fear of missing out. I think that's a very very strong motivator. Yeah. Um regardless of like how it can be a little bit manipulative in some ways, it is it is definitely a strong way to get people to just jump on something and um buy bits or whatever so you can get those uh christmas emotes um i mean at the end of the
0: day it works right the fear missing out coupled with the fact that it has a very low barrier of energy it's just 100 bits it's like what a dollar 70 you know
1: yeah and then like you have the rng loot box mechanic on top of that like you get those gambling instincts going like oh i didn't get the one that i wanted i gotta do it again and this is it's it's actually really ingenious in a lot of ways. Because, yeah. like, there's just now so many different ways of monetizing a stream on Twitch. Like, no other platform comes close to the amount of options you get.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, Am- like, hit- yeah. Amazon's had, like, 10 years experience, right, with, Am- with like, literally their website, right. Amazon.com, to f- get people to buy things on it and trust them as a website to purchase stuff or whatever. They yeah. They've incorporated that into Twitch, and I think that's the value of Amazon owning Twitch for sure right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it started <coughs> with Twitch Prime. Like that yeah. was probably one of the most brilliant decisions I've ever seen on on like a website. Um, but like, it's such a re- it's such a good idea, and it's so it's so simple in its in its like implementation. Right. You know, you 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 pay into this and you get something back. You know. Yeah. It's it's ingenious, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really smart and it also comes naturally. I think that's the thing that I kind of like about it. The content creator can provide what difficulty level, but it's not like the content creator can unnaturally just be like, all right, guys, we're starting a hype train and like press a button or something like that. Uh-huh. It's just like a random RNG event that could possibly happen in this stream. um and i think forcing everyone and getting everyone to like connect their information is like really really smart but i think like one of the things that twitch doesn't give a lot of a lot of people credit for in my opinion is just the amount of like ways that the site has been able to uh offer content creators uh of any size really the ability to somehow monetize Mm -hmm. and i don't think that twitch gets enough credit for that like you mentioned uh twitch prime you know what i mean um getting a free sub token every month or whatever is really is really really smart or whatever but then also being able to use that sub token on anyone that has a sub button right not just on big creators but smaller creators or middle-sized partners as well we also have uh drops for example right i think that's really smart some of these drops are free you just lurk in chat some of them yeah. you know i've been on uh you know i've played for example um like Apex Legends I played recently I didn't stream it but apparently there's a th- there's a thing now in Apex Leg- Apex Legends where if you're watching an Apex Legends streamer you can purchase loot boxes through them through Amazon it uses your your card the same payment method you use to purchase mm. your subs and the content creator gets a kickback of like 60% or something like that yeah to purchase loot boxes we have that we have the ability to run ads we have the ability mm. to uh, do bits we have the ability to gift subs or whatever and now we have like this hype train thing there's just a lot of things that come out of twitch that are really really good for like monetization and then like we kind of mentioned earlier when we were talking about uh you know the whole youtube thing in valkyrie when we look at other platforms what are they offering different than twitch in the sense of monetization not much it's literally just a sub button that maybe Mm. might be called sponsored or join and you get four out of five dollars instead of two fifty out of five dollars. Or mm. it's their version of bits, embers, right? But they're not mm. really doing anything different or unique in the sense of like other ways to monetize the platform, or even copying some of the things that they probably should do. They probably should copy the gift. Like no other uh gaming website I don't that I know of out of the major ones has a way to gift subs. I think that's yeah. kind of weird too, you know.
1: Yeah, and it comes back to, like, Amazon being in the position where they are capable of selling a bunch of products, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you get streamers to drive traffic to Amazon to buy electronics or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you have that connection, but you don't get that with other websites. With Mixer, you know, you have Microsoft, sure, but, like, the the percentage of people that buy Microsoft computers is probably very low. Right, Um, right. So they have to do something that, you know, is low effort, but creates a lot of value. You know, drive traffic to Microsoft's website to buy a computer or something like that, you know? Right. Um, same thing with Google, like uh, with YouTube. Where where right. can they derive more income from this this position of being Google and YouTube? Like, oh, can they sell Google devices? But then, you know, it's like their main business is search and right. ads. and And that's still crap. So I don't know where else they can go. Right. But out of all of those platforms, Amazon is the only one that is in a unique position to be able to upsell all of these different things and be able to sell things to people. Like, Like, they are the place to go where you, like, you know, buy things. Right. So it's in a very unique and powerful position
0: yeah in in my opinion yeah i think it was also just like a smart decision too with like even before the amazon acquisition or whatever twitch already had something like a like had a sub button so people were already ingrained into spending money and kind of memeing uh like the content on the like memeing the monetization like way of doing things on the website too so I you know like there's like you know 2013 2012 before Amazon bought them there was a sub button and people would you know make fun of like subs and subs would make fun of plebs and -hmm. they still kind of do Uh, and there's like those type of you know memes that are in Twitch chat that is like literally memeing about the way that Amazon makes money (laughs) and the community (laughs) around it you know what I mean and uh yeah it's it's kind of like you mentioned like Google has always locked themselves into Google search and google ad revenue and you know i don't know how content creators are going to make good money on youtube live stream besides getting a multi you know million dollar deal or whatever when Mm -hmm. most of the content creators on there or most of the viewers on there are totally fine with watching ads for content revenue uh, aka or using ad block you know um i I think out of everyone that I know who has a YouTube account, which is literally everyone, uh one of my friends um has YouTube Red, which is that 9.99 Twitch Turbo like thing where you're able to watch videos on uh YouTube, you know, with the app closed down, you can listen to music when the mm-hmm. app's locked and stuff like that and you don't get any ads. Most people are perfectly fine with just list- watching ads on YouTube. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, it's it's just but it, it's just really interesting. I think this hype train thing Like, I think at first glance, it's kind of like, eh, whatever, who cares? But I think it's like really, really, really smart or whatever. And it definitely will get people on that train. It definitely will get people on that train that are like... Eh, maybe I'll yeah. sub to her. Maybe I won't sub to him. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Like, oh wait, a hype chain's coming. Like, oh yeah, sure, I'll sub. I'll you know, I'll get in on this or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It just the feeling of missing out, the low barrier of entry, and then they got you hooked because mm-hmm. everyone knows that everyone starts on the stupid platform saying, I'm never gonna sub, I'm never gonna <laughs> donate, I'm never gonna gift bits or whatever, which for me, I was one of those people that's like, Why would I ever sub to a streamer? And now look at me. I'm subbed to like right. not a lot, but I'm subbed to people, you know what I mean? So I mean yeah. all they all yeah. they need to do is break that first mold.
1: Same. No, same. It's just about, you know, getting people into that system. Yep. And you know what? There's actually a stronger pressure at work, and that's peer pressure. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think it's so much fear of missing out, although that is strong, but that peer pressure of like everybody's joining in on this thing. You want to get in on it too. You want to be part of that group. Right. You know, if you've been watching a streamer for a very long time and you've been kind of lurking and stuff, you get to know the people there. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, feel a part of it. And this is like that one. time where your sub can actually make a huge difference right right You know, it makes a big makes a bigger difference than it normally would
0: yeah um but anyway uh i just want to move on very 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 quickly to this last topic because i know this is something that we've been talking about for a little bit here and it's something that we've already had or whatever but um i don't know if you heard about amazon's recent meeting where they talked about how much money they made over the past year and stuff like that. And I know that you brought this article up to me last year. So I kind of wanted to follow up on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I did. I did remember reading this. Yeah. So um,
0: just very quickly, I know Pixel talked about this last year. I think this is one of the first episodes, of no content that we actually had. But he mentioned that Emmett Shear wanted to, um, you know, double or double uh, at least the amount of ad revenue for mm-hmm. twitch to up to a, a billion dollars of ad revenue and that uh during that conference emmetshire mentioned that uh, they would be taking certain steps into making it so that uh, more ads would appear on twitch uh, mm-hmm. one of the things shortly after that was that twitch prime would no longer be ad free and that you would still see ads with uh, twitch prime but uh, they announced that they had only made 230 million dollars in ad revenue in 2019, far below the one billion dollar. They had projected, for uh, first of all, four hundred to five hundred million, and Emmett had made a personal goal to make it a billion. So they didn't okay. even hit like one quarter of that. Um, so I don't know what. A lot. What do you? So what do you think about that pixel? They've been more aggressively uh, posting ads on the site or whatever. They said this that, uh, yeah, they basically said that you know. Um, you Know they said that YouTube is not to bring in like close to maybe a billion or whatever in ad revenue this year or whatever. I mean, YouTube, you can't really compare YouTube to Twitch, in my opinion, because they're just two different factors. There, one's way bigger, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought bigger. I think it was just interesting. Like, what, what you know, a year so, a year later, that was kind of your article that you introduced no content in that you know, there's mm-hmm. gonna be way more ads on Twitch. We ran with it for a whole year and stuff like that, we talked about it more ways to run ads, affiliates can run ads, you can now disable pre-rolls, blah, 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 blah. We're here at the end of the year, or the start of 2020, and less money was made through ads than they projected. Uh, What what do you think about all this?
1: I mean, like, everybody that's on Twitch realizes (laughs) Mm -hmm. how many ads are being shown. Whenever you get to a stream, boom, there's an ad. You know? Everybody is aware of how many ads they're actually putting into the system and how often it's being played. Yeah. But even through all of that, they're not meeting their projections. So that tells me, you know, it reminds me of that one line from Star Wars that one, you know, that imperial officer that goes, "We shall double our efforts." Yeah. And you know, it's like, okay, you know, where else can we add ads, you know? Yeah. Like um we've already got like the Coke gaming meme, like these things <sighs> are becoming they they're, they're becoming memes. They've been played yeah. so much that like i just wish there was more
0: ads honestly like not more ads but like more of a (laughs) diversity of ads because like every time i go to twitch it's just like there's like you know that one like (laughs) there's like that one that's like it's like it's a jingle i don't even know what it's advertising for but it's like dun 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 i just can't get enough i just can't get enough i don't even know what it's for. it's just just like i just can't get enough and i'm like gosh darn i mute it (laughs) Or i try to shift i just try to refresh the stream until it goes away there's like that one with that little jingle right and -hmm. then there's like raid shadow legends or whatever yeah and then there's the coke gaming like oh my gosh no way coke gaming i just got partnered 100 (laughs) subs no way coke gaming thanks coke gaming there's that one and then there's the follow-up one where they apparently got invited to the twitch headquarters or whatever like holy crap, like, or, and then, like, the other ones will just be about, like, Overwatch League, but it's just, like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like, give me some more, like, give me a more diverse ads that I can, like, at least sit through, or give me ads where at least I have a skip ad button every once in a while. I think I've, ever, I've only gotten it one time, where I literally could, like, press a button that said, like, skip ad.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, so. I don't know, I don't know what else they can do to really put more ads into the system, because, like, everybody hates pre-rolls, banner ads are like so yesterday like no one actually does banner ads much anymore right so it's more about just like finding subtle ways to put you gotta inject them into
0: the actual player they gotta inject them into the actual player or what they need to do is probably just start pushing other bounty board uh offerings a bit more like do actual bounty board type of crap or whatever because i think those
1: are the only two ways they could do it more hands-on like that that is that is probably what's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. that there's probably going to be some way where like um, there's going to be more sponsorships. I think, or mm-hmm. they um, directly talk to a streamer and say, "Hey, you know what? Here's a here's a display. I want you to put it in the background. You know, and Twitch gets a cut or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I think injecting ads into streams is probably the next step. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it won't be like you know a hard cut um cutting to an ad it'll be like just a little thing on the bottom like you know scrolling by or something like that oh and i meant know, like when uh
0: like... when a streamer hits the run ad button or whatever uh you know what i mean it's like actually injected into the video player so there's no way to ad block it because if you were to add block oh. the video if you were to add block the pre-roll then you would basically be blocking the actual like video player in itself like directly injecting it huh. injecting those type of ads into it
1: yeah yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I was thinking like more of like the things you see like um, on like news channels, a TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a little something on the bottom that just scrolls by. And says, it's "Hey, like- next up." Yeah. A TV show you want to watch, yeah? It's
0: like a little gif of like two and a half men <laughs> that like shows up every 10 minutes for something. It's like a little pop, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. they're like a little yeah, yeah, talk yeah. and like Charlie Sheen comes out or whatever, and then like they, they mess around. <laughs> exactly. like, why is this that's happening?
1: Exactly what's gonna happen. Like, stay tuned, two yeah. and a half men's coming up.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that's a thing. Like, I hate those things, but no, okay, I can see that. You know, it's it's weird because I just feel like they should probably like I think Devin Nash, once again, big fan of his, he did a breakdown on like YouTube ads versus Twitch ads or whatever, and like just how bad. Twitch ads are just like the splash right. pages and like the way you register and stuff is pretty bad um, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, another thing that I find interesting or whatever that I didn't personally know. And I just want to briefly talk about this. We talked about this earlier, the picture and picture ads. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that uh with twitchcon that that was a big deal was that affiliates could run ads but then also there was this thing called picture-in-picture ads where if ads were run your stream won't stop it will go into a smaller corner you could still look at what the streamer is doing and then the bigger ad would appear on the video player uh Uh according to Devin nash that is actually and has been out since affiliates have been able to run ads but the Uh advertiser has to choose to enable it so it's Uh an option but we don't know if that will ever get enabled
1: Interesting, right? Oh, that so that ad, that
0: ad campaign, like Coke Gaming, has to decide. Oh yeah, I want that ad to be like that. So I mean, it's up to the broadcasters, and that's something that Twitch didn't mention. Which I'm not surprised they didn't mention at TwitchCon.
1: No advertiser exactly. is going to allow that exactly. picture picture thing because that's just a bad deal. Like, why would you ever, you know, promote a product and have it be shuffled shuffled away to the side? You know, yeah, where no one can see it. So that doesn't make any sense to me anymore. So okay. Yeah. That whole thing, yeah, like that's so that's like something that we will probably not ever see on Twitch then.
0: I think we'll see it very rarely or what will happen was what what will eventually happen and we'll probably have to see is that Mm -hmm. it will be a thing but it it will be like a tiered option or something where it's like a lower price or something like that like yeah yeah, you can do the you can run these type of ads but like obviously like they're going to be like lower tiered or something and like that's a way to get like smaller businesses or just smaller companies who are kind of like reluctant Mm. Like, the thing is, like, Devin Nash goes over this, but, like, like basically YouTube just, like, has the game locked down when it comes to, like, pre-roll ads, advertisement, and stuff like that. But they're struggling mm-hmm. with actually trying to monetize and convince people to, like, sub or gift subs or donate bits, right? And then Twitch is literally mm-hmm. the opposite. They have that locked down with the revenue. They're locked down with, like, subbing, gift subbing, all that type of stuff, bits. But they're trying to subtly, in the background, trying to find a way to, like, match YouTube when it comes to, like, running ads, But in my in my opinion, I think Twitch probably shouldn't do that, and they should probably just go with the way they've been doing things. But and just enhancing the things that they do. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they have specialists that are good at what they're doing. Hype Train, for example, that are Mm -hmm. that are able to do some really good things. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just moving out of that Twitch space, like the Twitch website, and doing like live events. You know, there's an opportunity there to have a lot of ads. Like if it's televised, you got commercial breaks you've got placements for ads within the like actual space of the arena or whatever you have yeah the the placements that you put on a streamer you know like so you know maybe it's looking outside the box
0: the problem with that too though is that advertisers uh advertisers in general are very like scared still and game companies and the media are very like scared in general with those type of advertisements at live sponsored events that's the problem And that's been, like, an issue for, like, a really, really long time or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's and it's weird. It's just a weird concept. So, for example, right? Like, Mm -hmm. apparently, like, Coors Light wanted to sponsor, like um the LCS a while back and they mm. were about to do the deal and the, like the media picked up on it and just like trashed Coors Light and Riot Games for it. like you're selling it's a video game for young kids and you're going to be like advertising Coors Light it's like get the hell out of here like there's baseball mm. which is essentially a kids game that <laughs> grown adults play just like League of Legends or any other esport and every time you go to like a a a freaking like baseball game there's like the Coors Light guy in, like a little <laughs> (laughs) cute suit dancing up as a beer or like Mm -hmm. totally a bunch of ads for coors light you know what i mean with like provocative girls like right there for your like kids to see or whatever but for whatever reason like advertisers and the media have been pushing back on like actual like advertisements and banners and that type of stuff at live events so i want that to happen too but it's been really hard for the the gaming scene to break into that because every time they've tried to it's like oh, look at them trying to sell off drugs to kids or alcohol to kids or, like, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, or fast even, like, fast food to kids. Like, this is really bad, right? So then what we end up with is something really stupid where, like, there are ads, but it's for stuff we don't care about. It's, like, for other games. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. other things in-house, or it's just for, like, monster energy, right? (laughs) Or energy drinks or Soylent or these products that aren't very, like, nationally-wide known in that type of sense or just very, like pg type of average it's not big buck advertisers advertisers coke's good yeah, but yeah you know they yeah, even got backlash
1: isn't, isn't bad for you at all right? yeah
0: it's weird but like you know they've gotten backlash for even like having coke advertisements or pepsi advertisements so just weird i hope that it happens soon though but we'll
1: have yeah, to see but I think, yeah that's that's probably one of the ways that they can actually expand it's just like have a twitch sponsored event and then you have suddenly a whole bunch of space for that but you know yeah. if advertisers are not really into that kind of thing then there's really no no point in doing it
0: i think they have done it it's just that like a lot of the big bucks are obviously in like alcohol and other type of products right like i i have seen like i have seen like this twitch rivals is sponsored by head and like by uh old spice or something or i've seen like the tatino's pizza roll twitch rivals or something like that like it's these like random brands that i don't know necessarily if gamers care about or something like that as advertisers and it comes off as more and the thing is too it's like a bunch of boomers in advertisements so it's like more (laughs) cheesy than anything you know what I sure, mean? Sure. Like it was yeah. like it's like really weird. Like I saw one that was like a Twitch rivals thing and it was like sponsored by Hulu and like Hulu made like this flash game that was like an endless runner where you mm-hmm. play as a football player, like chasing after like pizzas and and then dodging like the Hulu logos or something like that. And it was like an esport competition for
1: that. And it was like really cringing, like really weird Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It's kind of like, a, yeah, it's a weird space. People are still getting used to it. I think, yeah. yeah, you're right. There's a lot of boomers in advertising that don't really understand what this is.
0: Yeah, and so it's just, it's just hard. But I think YouTube has this. I think it's also our, I keep coming it back to it. But I think it's important. I think it's just our culture as well. You know what I mean? I think it's really like even the ad apocalypse on YouTube is pretty silly, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, oh, McDonald's put their videos on like this type of video. Like, oh, McDonald's supports these type of people. Like, oh, everyone's got to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who cares? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, they can't really control where they go. the ads go. It's like whatever yeah. network they have. It's like, oh, here we go. Here's an ad. There you go. There's another ad.
0: Yeah. So, but like, I don't know. So, we'll see. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us unless there's anything else that you would like to add, Pixel.
1: No, I think that's uh, that's a good place to end, I think.
0: Cool. So, um. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of good topics. Um, you know, last thing I did want to mention again, shameless plug, because we're going to plug it again. But uh, last <laughs> thing I wanted to mention is that I do have a new podcast out there. It is called Poke- Pogo Verse. Um, we just did episode one. So if you guys want to know any news on Pokemon Go or tips or strategies on that game, go check that out in the links in the description uh, below. I would really, really appreciate it. I looked it up. There's not many Pokemon Go podcasts out there. Um, so, um, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens to that. Go subscribe, go check that out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about a bunch of other stuff that we've been probably watching and listening on the stream and also about how we've probably moved to mixer at that point or something. (laughs) I don't know. Everyone's moving to mixer. We should just maybe we'll just move to mixer as well. Who knows? let's do it but uh, oh and pixel will finally start streaming but it will be on youtube (laughs) so we'll just debate you all with that but anyway uh thanks so much for hanging out guys and uh we'll catch you on the next episode later guys